0: Join Sarah Weiss in the infinite field of energetic aliveness and heart-centered wisdom. This is the Earth Love Spirit Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Earth Love Spirit Podcast. I'm Sarah Weiss, and today I have a beautiful conversation with Tina Conroy. Tina and I met a few years back and felt an immediate connection in the light together. She's a visionary, a seer, a psychic. And when we met, we could really relate to each other on multiple dimensions. Tina is someone who was very connected to the spirit world from childhood. At an early age, she realized she had inherited her grandmother's gift of prophetic dreams and visions that were always very vivid, full of sensory detail, and eventually real. Tina helps others strengthen their inner voice by improving mental and physical health to synchronize the mind and body connection. She's an intuitive energy healer, a medium, and host of the Intuitive Woman podcast. So please join Tina and I as we open sacred space and have a wonderful discussion about the spirit world. Hello, Tina Conroy, and welcome to the Earth Love Spirit podcast.
0: Hello, Sarah. I am so delighted to be here with you today.
1: In the Earth Love Spirit podcast way, we open the conversation by opening sacred space. And I would love to invite you to do an invocation and a prayer that would bring us into a more light-filled, love-filled, expanded space. Can you do that
0: for us? I would love to. So let's allow ourselves to invite this most beautiful presence. Wherever you may be, find yourself settled. And if you can close your eyes, feel free to close your eyes. Feel your body settle into this moment as we allow presence and support from our highest guides and intention. And as I call forth the archangels, angels, spirit guides, guardians, masters, deceased loved ones, to surround us at this time, this time of dire need and support. We feel your presence as we open up the energy of sacred space, linking arm to arm, shoulder to shoulder, as we step into this most precious, precious time, we call forth blessings for mother earth, blessings for the planet, Blessings for healing. As we open up, we receive the messages to allow ourselves to be a vessel of light, to shine brightly. And although there is so much discomfort and uncertainty, we know with this presence. All as well. Ah. As you take a nice deep, oh sorry. As you take a nice deep breath in. And exhale away. We call forth the highest good and the highest good of all. And so it is. And
1: so be it. And so be it. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like we've entered into the sacred circle that your invocation has opened up a space for all of us to access our higher being and become our higher being. And with that, let's let's take your um, background and bring your background forward here just a tiny bit before we get into our conversation about... Uh, healing in today's world and the transformation we're going through. But one of the uh, features of your being is that you were born into the psychic world through the transmission from your grandmother. And many people are. I mean, we were a, a country of people who have been separated from Their root country, their root lineages, and people are rediscovering that today and reawakening that. And how does one realize this and then learn to cultivate that in a world that may not have the mentors and teachers that would have surrounded us in the village in the old country?
0: You know, I am so fortunate that my grandmother, now in spirit, I feel is close to me and works with me. And as a child, I didn't know what psychic was, intuition was, there was no words for anything. And as you said, Sarah, for me, it she was a strong presence of intuition. And for me, she shared her dreams. And at the time that this all happened as a child, an early teen, the dreams were upsetting. And for her, they were fearful and they were not something that you wanted to embrace. So the journey for me has been working with my intuition, continuing to develop it and trusting it. I believe that. We all have it. I know you feel the same. And it is in that development and in that trust that we create this relationship with it. So over many years of having that connection and honoring my grandmother, it drew me to the healing arts. And my, my spiritual path has been interesting but I think it all leads to one started with yoga developed to Reiki and then moved right into the intuitive psychic medium world. And it's always a process, but I feel very, very fortunate that I had her as a mentor and a guide and I still do.
1: What a profound relationship and how blessed you are to be carrying that consciously. So As you spoke about that, the contrast between what we would call being a psychic and bringing through the messages that were always very difficult, that's not something that we get to speak about very often. And your grandmother seemed to be in that position. Now, you also had that, but then you took it and moved into a place where Somehow you adapted your body and being to be able to hold information that could be both positive or negative, but somehow work with the energy so that there was hope in it. Can you speak a little bit about that?
0: Yes. And I love that. As I opened up to my spiritual awakening and I will always go back to the energy. So for Reiki, at once, I I felt called to Reiki, healing for myself first. And that was a doorway in. And it was very profound that this would be the step that I would take to help others. I didn't know what and how, just that I felt very called to it. That awakening of working with the energy and being with presence allowed me to see with other people and help other people. And it didn't become a scary thing anymore. It became this, this trust that we are light beings, that we hold space. Now, I will say I had to learn, and I still learning, what we would call boundaries and Mm -hmm. holding space and holding energy for others, especially now as an empath. And I didn't always think I was an empath feeling the vibration of the planet and so many souls leaving at such a large, uh, large amount quickly. But I always had the trust that we were in the light and that there's two there's two ways: love and fear. we hear that a lot, and that is it. It's love and fear and when we stay in love, we stay in light so it's been a process it's not always easy, but I let go of the being afraid or the premonitions or the boogeyman or scary things and i don't I don't work in that world i don't it's I have a whole topic on that, but I don't, you know, go there. That's for the movies Mm -hmm. sort of thing.
1: Do you think your grandmother had that sense of the light too or not?
0: I don't think so. I think that, I think she had the light because she was very religious in the sense of that. But for her, it was, you know, these dreams were scary and bad. And we didn't want to have that ability. She didn't want to have that ability because it was, there was no good to come from it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, this feels like a very important teaching because I'm sure you encounter people as well as I do in my practice that come to you and say, you know, I have these visions and they're not good and I'm terrified of it and I keep trying to shut this down and I don't know what to do with it. And what you're describing right now is the expanded, evolved way that our intuition and psychic connections are expanding now so that behind everything, once we connect with the light, it's the container that allows us to hold all information without filtering it, shutting it down, being protecting ourselves from it. And that's a, it's a pretty uh, masterful, way to approach this. And I think that's what we're being asked to do. And that's why I'm bringing this up.
0: I agree. My, I think everything's a process as you learn it. And it's only my experience that I'm sharing. But as the processes move for me, and I've worked with my guides, especially now that I work with spirit on the other side and are able to bring forth messages for the sitter, I find that this you know people will come to me and say, my house is haunted or the spirit's trying to get me, all these kind of things and over time I've learned that that that's a vibration, but it's not it's very different I, I think of it very differently now. I don't think of it as you know anyone's out to get us or anyone's going to hurt us. Um, and so I think we're at a time that, We need to raise that vibration. More and more people are opening up their telepathic abilities, especially the last few months. It's been Mm -hmm. increasing. And have you seen that as well? Because I have seen many people having very clear telepathic abilities, as well as myself, they've been enhanced.
1: Oh, it's it's waking up like crazy. I'm even teaching a a class, because of the demand that's happening on uh, becoming telepathic. So I agree that we can, let's segue into uh, what I really am interested in talking to you about, because as I was getting ready for this podcast, my guides kept saying, Tina really has something to bring through today in the podcast that will be very helpful and illuminating for what's going on in the world today. So I would like to give you the invitation to start opening to what you would like to share about that. And let's see how this comes through, okay?
0: Sure. So with what's happening right now, um, and so many people that are leaving the planet at a very massive amount, it's our responsibility, and I say our, meaning really everyone who chooses, and so many have, to raise the vibration to hold, to hold the space. It is getting increasing and increasing uh, information that we are all able to level up. And this is the time. I mean, this truly is the time to step up, to level up the, any time that you can develop telepathically, work with a teacher such as yourself, connect deeply to your spirit, to that connection. People are craving it and it's, it is, it is the time. It is so important right now for all of us. I think we've heard this before, but this is, it just, I can't, tell you the feeling as, as we're even speaking in my heart, that it's time for all of us to accept, allow and embrace. And also know that this spirit world, our connection, to learn, to learn and allow. There is no skepticism. Let go of skepticism. Let go of, is this real? You know, all these, what we used to call woo hoo. It is a reality. And once we step into that and continue to, and as we continue to hold space, you and I as teachers in this light, more and more and more, we will be able to gather to to really make the shift and the changes that we need and hold it. It's kind of holding that vibration. Does that make sense?
1: It does. Um, two things I want to uh, go over with what you said. Uh, You use their term level up. Can we, can we describe that a little more in depth?
0: So when I say level up, it's do the spiritual work, Hmm. you know, um, sit in meditation, practice with your guides, talk to your guides, connect to your mentors. Very important right now to have a mentor. Allow yourself to be heard in like-minded groups and like-minded tribes, one-on-one conversations, to listen to your soul, listen to your spirit, whatever that inner calling is, that inner voice, this is the time to do that. Open up that journal, write, write a letter to yourself, you know, all of those things that we were going to do or maybe some people were I'll do that tomorrow or when I retire I'll start meditating or I'll be more mindful later or I will you know do these things later now now is the time so level up to truly connecting to that inner the inner voice of you, you know, and that may mean many things so for me it always starts with getting quiet finding a practice And then from there, there are going to be actions that people need to make. So once you become aware, this is the other caveat of this. Once you become aware that you've listened to that voice and you're aware of it, there might be really some difficult actions to take. And I think we're going to see that. We're going to see relationships that are ending or beginning. We're going to see location shifts and moving Obviously economy. So there will be this phase where people will, I've listened and then, oh my goodness, now now what do I do? Make that action. Because once you're aware, once you wake up, you can't go back to bed. Once you've learned something, you can't unlearn it. And this is this is sort of that leveling up. It will take a process and time, but you know, when I say time, time is really elusive to spirit world.
1: It is. And I'm also sensing, and I'm going to use the word an urgency uh, in what you're saying, and I don't mean it in an impatient or pushy way, but what I'm feeling from what's being conveyed through you is this is a transitional time. It's a doorway. It's an opportunity for um, moving into a higher frequency of our being and oh my god did we expect it to look like this on the planet
0: <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> no and i i think you're right it is the urgency I'll, I'll use that word as well it is urgency it is the time and there there's never been a time nor i hope you know who knows in the future but this pause this radical radical pause and you know, there are still days I don't know about you, Sarah, where I wake up and say, "How do we get here? What happened?" And then I, and then That's I right. wake myself up.
1: <laughs> I know it, it really. Uh, no matter what vision we had, it couldn't have matched the reality that we're living. Correct. What I'm seeing with you, Tina, um, and I know you and I are able to see each other's light and energy and frequency, and I don't get to interview people where we have this mutual kind of visionary ability. So what I'm watching happening in your being is you're actually um, expanding into a higher frequency, a higher octave. Uh, Are you noticing that in you too?
0: I do. I feel that each, each day, each moment, and I'll say it's not an easy process. And, you know, we have this it's kind of a push pull right now. It's as I keep, you know, I'll keep saying leveling up and doing the work. It's, it's such a difficult time empathically and emotionally to feel the vibration of the earth, to feel the souls leaving the earth, to feel the sadness, um, the loss. um, And there's anger under there too, you know, anger is an emotion really of sadness know anger is buried it's really sadness is the emotion but it, it can be anger right and so working through that process um, and so absolutely I, I feel that it is a process and I feel that you know for me it doesn't happen overnight it's not happening overnight I'm growing I'm building I'm holding the container I am Filling myself with people and surrounding myself with beautiful, not all, you know, people such as you, and having this vibration. So it's a process too. I don't want anyone to think that you know I have this all figured out. We learn from each other, even as teachers and as mentors. So this is this is the process. We're all maybe moving at different paces, um, but I do feel it's a process. But it is in the urgency state.
1: Have you had any dreams and visions, uh, about what we're going through now?
0: So I dream very interestingly, very symbolically, and, um, I've always had this dream uh, that is symbolic when there's anything very, I guess I'll use the word catastrophic. And my dream is always a tsunami, like a true tsunami. Um, And so I had this, I've had this only a few times my entire life. Um, And it comes in two ways it's a tsunami or it's an earthquake where I'm looking down on the earth and the earth is literally cracking open. Um, And it's very visceral, you know, in my dream. I can feel it, I can smell the earth, I can smell the soil, I can feel the heat. And so it's either, it comes through as either water or it comes through as earth. And it comes in different ways. And I had two of those dreams extremely. Uh, early on, like early March, um, there were two different ones. And I remember my first thing was, has there been an earthquake in the world? I know there's earthquakes kind of everywhere, miniature. And then was there a tsunami? And um, I know that's the way it comes in for me, that something big is happening. There's an energetic shift. Um, and I had both of those dreams in early March. Um, I haven't had since, but when I always look back, I, I know that that was the, you know, proportion. That's the kind of the evolution for me, it's that energy and it's again, earth and water, which is still earth, but it's like, that's the way it shows to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sort of how it's been through my life. Again, I haven't had too many of those, but whenever I have, it's usually something big on a global uh feel, not just a personal feel, even though obviously we're all connected.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. And again, this is my conversation with Tina today is a different type of opportunity because we're both tuned into a, a, a much more expanded world. And we are raising the vibration moment by moment here. So I'm hoping everyone who's listening can settle in and and even sense more than listen because there's a lot of light coming through now. So could we start speaking about dimensional shifts, Tina? Is that something that you address or hear from your guides?
0: I do. And for me, it's always visual. It starts visual and visceral. Um, And, you know, this is sort of the feeling now. So when those symbolic dreams come to me, I don't always, again, know, you know, exactly what it is. And then obviously now we know it is this, the virus and, and all that's happening. But the physical visceral shift is literally the planet I almost see it like, and again, I almost see it as if it's, it's on one, once person has a one foothold and then it goes up and down and it's trying to find its equilibrium. And as the earth finds its equilibrium, we're still in it. You know, we're still kind of moving. I kind of feel this moving up and down. And that's this shift that we're, we're kind of waiting for it to kind of settle down. You know, again, I see that it, it feels this way, almost like a up and down, you know, like earth coming up and earth coming down and it's slowing down. I think it was a lot more, there's more space and now we're getting closer to it settling um, and healing. And I see the healing almost as if the earth was a broken apart and now it's coming back together. Um, I know it's very visual for people, but that's kind of how I feel and see it.
1: Well, it feels to me like you're describing the transformational process that there's always a uh, disintegration before the new frequency comes in and before we can reintegrate. And it, what, as you were speaking, I was wondering you know, very often when I get sick or break a bone or do something that uh, stops me in my tracks physically. That when I go through the process of that healing, my consciousness is changed. That not say, I'm not saying that you have to go through an illness to change your consciousness, but for myself, I know my experience has been that when I do get ill, even with a minor cold or a little flu or something, that on the other end of that, something, some kind of resistance has been broken down some kind of barrier to greater wisdom has been eliminated and my consciousness has changed. And I'm wondering uh, how, or maybe the possibility of the consciousness change that may be going on as people go through this viral experience and come out the other end. Have you thought about that?
0: I have thought about it. And I think it's still unknown. I, I think that we are, I absolutely agree with you. I think that consciousness is, is changing, shifting, we're learning, we're growing and it's, we're in it right now. So, you know, it's whenever you're in something um, and I understand what you're saying about, you know, when yourself doesn't feel well and you, you feel that shift. And I completely feel the same thing when it comes to myself as well. But I think we're still, I think we're still in the unknown, Sarah. I, I think that we're still in the unknown and that it's okay to not know. You know, I, I use this phrase a lot with my clients, you know, they'll, I don't know, want something or want to know something. I say, it's okay to not know. So, you know, what I mean by that phrase is be with it, be present. There's so much happening. It's such a fast pace but it feels like we're standing still, you know, like, it's like we're moving super, super fast and learning and growing and the consciousness is shifting. But at the same time, we feel, we feel like we're, we're not moving at all. Right. So it's, mm-hmm. it's the unknown and we will know more and more as we kind of come out of this. And that's another interesting thing. You know, I think we're more on the tail end of moving into on pausing uh, different, you know, states are opening up, things like that. So this is another level of not only the emotional body of, well, how will we be and, and uh, you know, how will we react and how will it look like? So it's it's kind of bringing on this other uh, secondary feeling.
1: Facing the unknown is not something that I would say Americans are good at. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't, I'm not good at it either. (laughs) I mean, I think we all, you know, it's like the joke, right? You know, if you really, how many people really would want to know their future? No one. But they all, everyone thinks they do, you know, so.
1: That's true. I know. And uh, yeah, that's, that's really true. That's why everyone's going to psychics and trying to figure out what's going on here. And it feels like we're being led into a very deep connection with ourself and the earth and cosmos uh, in a new way that's opening up, uh, just like you referred to at the very beginning of our conversation, that people are opening up these sixth sense abilities, their sensitivities are opening up incredibly. Um, and I don't know about you, but I see humanity moving towards uh, living with these subtle abilities as our everyday abilities so that people would be walking around just like you and I are right now. We're speaking uh, in regular language, but we're also communicating in energy language too. And that we are moving towards a society that may be opening up to being multidimensional. Uh is anything coming through on that for you?
0: No, I absolutely agree with you. I feel that the subtle, the subtleness will become more commonplace. And it is becoming more commonplace. It will become every day. It won't we'll be able to have these conversations that you and I are having and more and more people will be having it won't be a taboo subject or only for the select few or only for the gifted or whatever term it will be more universal and it is becoming more universal i can't tell you how many more people have adopted a meditative practice that have adopted a yoga practice that have adopted a contemplative practice that are you know it's a wonderful, beautiful thing. And this I hope, and I believe that it will sustain them for the next phase, for this next transition, as we start to go back to, I don't even want to say the new normal, but what it will be, what the new presence will be, the new, the new time that we're living in.
1: The reason I took a pause there, I felt like there was a little more that you're being wanted to say about this new normal. You know, I'm feeling so much
0: emotion right now because I don't know if this is going to be towards the new normal, but the, the people that have been suffering the most, we have so many people that I feel on a daily basis and I speak to my guides that are suffering on the planet that are here, that don't have the virus, but are really feeling the mental effects. And so there's, a, there's, a, there's such a desire need to really, you know, kind of do things beyond what we've done because uh, it's, it's, it's so heavy. And I think I kind of hesitated there because it, it does sort of open up a whole can of worms of the the mental state of what we're going to be faced with. Um, So on the positive side, we have this upgrade and we have this connecting within. And then there's going to be so many people that, you know, will feel lost and will be in need. And unfortunately, may not be able to hold the vibration of this planet and the newness. And um, unfortunately, may not be with us. And I, I have, I say that very, uh, I, it's hard for me to say that, but you know, that's, what's coming forth. So just to kind of continue as light workers to really check in on people, you know, more so than ever, even the people that they say they're okay. Um, I'm getting that really strongly. And I, and I, that was a big pause for me because I don't, it's a hard thing to bring up. It's mm-hmm. a hard thing to bring up, but, um, It's something that has been downloaded and I feel it. I see it. Um, It's hard for me to talk about it because I want to pretend it won't happen. And it is happening though. And people are suffering. Um, So we can all, you know, complain that we want to go out and do things, but there's going to be a lot of people that need a lot of help.
1: Thank you for being willing to speak your truth. That's something that we're all learning to do right now. And then as you were speaking, the next, I keep keep getting these little prompts um, because what came up then was actually the young people, the people who who are coming in with this new consciousness that I'm pretty amazed at. Um, Have you, have you been encountering some of these people, you know, in their twenties and younger that come in with an entire new consciousness?
0: I have had a lot of people in that age group reach out to me and want to speak or talk to somebody because they are opening up on such a, on such a level. And, it's an interesting and exciting time for them because there's less of, I think, you know, time frame of age, but they don't feel as frightened or, you know, where I had my process of coming out of the spiritual closet. They don't have that. They have more of a, they're more vulnerable and they're able to really embrace that so much quicker. And I think you know, I know my my me myself or my colleagues in my age group. It took us some time. They're kind of being shown, and they're coming in with a new consciousness and a new thought patterns um, already very quickly in their twenties.
1: It feels like uh, they're bringing in the the new paradigm. And who knew that it would again look like this at this point? But the sense of a whole new energetic structure. Of humanity is being seated in the on the planet right now,
0: yeah, and I think that they'll also with that they will there'll be so much innovation and I don't just mean technically but innovation and creativity and it's, it's just going to look very different and
1: enlightening. Wow, I agree. I mean, the amount of innovation and creativity and uh, no resistance. Of, well, having the feeling that anything is possible and that they can bring it through like a tesla did but with even less resistance it's it's incredible to see for me the the promise of the new consciousness coming in with the younger people and i'm not sure how that relates to everything that we were talking about but the prompt came through as you were speaking and maybe it was to balance off the soberness with the information that was coming but i agree And let me see if we want to go into this direction. Um, Are you doing much work with the people who've crossed over?
0: I am having many people come to me for mediumship readings. But even beyond that, I am getting, again, those, what I would say, downloads or conversation that they're so close, you know, spirit world is so close. We speak about in spirit world, you know, right around Halloween, um, there's a vibration shift around that time where they talk about the veils and it's the same time now. So I feel that that same feeling is happening right now, but it's not just happening for a day or two. We're in the veil. We've been in the veil since, you know, mid-March. And so I have for myself connecting to spirit world and connecting with people's deceased loved ones, I have to really hold that space because I can feel the difference when it was, you know, that time of year, it doesn't hold that long. And now we're holding it. They're just so close and they're here. The answer is yes. I have um, sat for many people. Um, People sit for me, sitters, and uh, brought through messages from their loved ones. Um, But it's also the other thing I'll say with this new consciousness that many people are trusting that they can speak to their deceased loved ones. And they have that ability to feel them. And so a lot of the information that's coming through, the conversation I'm having with people is sharing with them and allowing them to know that what they're feeling is is true and kind of guiding them and mentoring them so that's another whole piece that's very important
1: if uh you were going to suggest something that people could do to let's say not connect more with the people on the their relations on the other side and friends but to change their perspective on what the relationship is with those who have passed over. What would you offer for that? As
0: an exercise or as a thought?
1: An approach, let's say. Approach. Mm
0: -hmm. What's coming to mind is more of what the term has been either sitting in the power, but it's really truly is sitting in your power. So I don't even like the word power, but sitting and understanding your energy processing what does your energy feel like, and then energy around you. So it doesn't have to be spirit world or deceased loved one, but going through a, I guess an exercise, it's may feel like meditation, but understanding your energy and understanding energy around you, you know, the room you're in, uh, if you're outside the trees, things like that. Um, And from that place, kind of Feeling the difference. Um, does that make sense? So understanding your energy and other energy, and knowing that there is both.
1: What I'm what I'm hearing and what you're saying is that we're learning how to relate to people, energy to energy, and it doesn't matter if they're here or there or anywhere, but that if we learn to understand our energy, that we can communicate with beings on all dimensions and within ourselves more deeply.
0: Correct, you said that much better than me. (laughs) But yeah.
1: It took us both to get there.
0: Yeah, it was that energy never dies, right? Mm -hmm. So energy never dies, it just transforms. And so when you can allow yourself to understand and feel, your energy, then you can understand and feel other energy, and that there, you know, then there's that symbiotic. So it's, I always think of this piece of paper. We're on one side, spirit worlds on the other. There's not, it's that veil that everyone speaks of, and it's right there. Think of how small a piece of paper is.
1: Yes, energy to energy, there's no no uh, distance, there's no time, there's no. Well, together we just brought through a very nice teaching, didn't we? <laughs>
0: Very much. I love talking to you. I could, It's just a beautiful conversation to be able to speak uh, our truth and to be open and vulnerable for the messages that are coming through at this time.
1: Would you like to let the listeners know how they can get in contact with you? I will have all the information on the show notes.
0: Sure. Thank you. My website is tinaconroy.com. I hang out a lot on Instagram, The Intuitive Woman, as well as Facebook, The Intuitive Woman. And I have a Facebook group that is a great group for spiritual topics. And I also do readings on Fridays. I have termed the title Live at Five. So 5 p.m. Eastern, I go live and pull some cards and just connect with spirit. So both of those places are the place to find me.
1: Okay, and you have the Intuitive Woman podcast.
0: Yes, the Intuitive Woman podcast. So there are interviews on there. And Sarah was a beautiful guest. Uh, So go back at the library and you can listen to that conversation.
1: Thank you for sharing your time and your light and energy with us. And I look forward to further conversations with you.
0: Thank you so very much.
1: Blessings to everyone.